the Six Out Culture Podcast. Once again, I'm joined by Danny and Richard. Boys, how are you doing? I'm Could doing be better. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Uh, well, obviously, I think we'll get right into it. Uh, we got breaking news. So basically, I woke up this morning and uh, I got a call from my dad. And usually, when he calls, it's something about like something to do around the house or whatever. But uh, this morning, he's like, "Oh, it's one of my work who's Portuguese that told me that Roma got Mourinho." I'm like, "Yeah, come on, please, Mourinho. Why would he come to us?" And then I go on my phone on Twitter, and I'm just tagged by like who knows how many accounts. And then I go look, and I see it's done. Roma tweeted it like it's official. We have Mourinho as our manager, and I'm in shock. Obviously, uh, Sadi was the one that was the favorite to come uh, to Roma. Uh, according to Romano, Fabrizio Romano, he said that uh, we haven't spoken to Sadi since January. So okay, I guess we weren't never really gonna get Sadi. We're in deep conversations yet with him, but. Um, I'm not too surprised, to be honest. I was surprised, but I wasn't at the same time. Uh, last night, I was uh, with my dad watching the Spurs documentary, and I was just telling him, I like how Mourinho has such a good connection with all his players. He speaks well. He's a good motivator. Obviously, plenty of experience. 25 trophies, I believe, as a manager. Again, some of the biggest clubs in Europe, Chelsea, Real, Inter. Uh, if you want to call United a big club, United. And he was in a final to Spurs. He could have won one, I think, a week ago. But, uh, yeah, Mourinho is a big signing for us. Obviously, tactically, he's not, uh, he's on the prime of his tactical career right now, obviously, you can say, but, uh, sometimes a team just needs a motivator, and that's what we need right now. Our team, they just, they don't play with any grinta. They're all, they're lazy, they don't care. The thing of Mourinho is that he will call his players, he will call them in his office to speak to them privately, like we saw in the Spurs documentary. He's going to tell them how he feels, and I think he's a good, he's going to build a good relationship for our players. I think someone like Mancini will really appreciate Mourinho because they're kind of the same uh, character as humans, but uh, I'm excited for Mourinho could do with the team. Obviously, we haven't won a trophy in a long, 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 long time, and Mourinho brings trophies. He's won one at every club except Tottenham uh, since he's been coaching. He knows Italy very well. Uh, his formation is very confusing. I have people tell me he plays three at the back. I have people tell me it's a 4-2-3-1, a 4-3-3. I'm not sure what he's going to play. But the good thing that I hear coming out of that is that he does like to switch up his formation. I think one thing of Fonseca that um, I think Fonseca is a great manager first off. I think he's going to be one of the best managers in Europe. I strongly believe that. I think he's a great manager. He's in a tough situation with new ownership. Injuries, our best player tearing his ACL twice under him. So it's very difficult for Fonseca to really do much. And he got to the Europa League semifinal. I'm hearing we made 100 million in revenue, which is massive for the club. So uh, obviously, he's been in a rough, rough stretch right now. But the thing is, we don't have the depth to play both Serie A and Europa League at the highest level. So we picked one. It was obviously Europa League. We dropped out, which, well, not yet, but it's looking like it. Uh, we're not going to make a comeback. I highly doubt that. But, uh, yeah, Fonseca, I'm looking forward to what he does in the future, uh, and best wishes to him. I think then you probably wouldn't want him, but I think if he had the players Napoli has, I think Fonseca will murder the Serie A. I think he'll kill every team, those players, because the way he plays literally is perfect that the players have. Guys like Insigne, Insigne will be a, he's already an animal this year. I think under Fonseca would be amazing, but mm-hmm. I'm sure Napoli would look for someone with more uh, pedigree to their name and more experience, but... Uh, yeah, back to Mourinho, I just think that not only does he help Roma, I think he helps the Serie A. He's a big name. I think 
I, I don't think it's arguable. I think he is the biggest name as a manager in Europe. Obviously, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, uh, managers like that, are big names. But I think uh, Mourinho's been around much longer. And from when he's been around, good or bad, he's been talked about in the media constantly. People love him. People hate him. But the last thing you want is nobody talking about you. So uh, it's good to see that we're getting at someone popular. Roma does not usually sign guys for big names. We'll get, like, Fonseca, a guy from Shakhtar, Di Francesco, a guy from uh, Sassuolo. These managers from smaller clubs. But now we're finally getting a big one here. Mourinho, we need to be patient under him. The good thing with Mourinho is that that does guarantee we are going to sign at least one big player. We're going to get good players now. People want to play for Mourinho, and I'm sure he was not going to sign the contract unless they promised him a certain amount of players or a certain player. Or a certain quality and level of play. Or a certain budget. like Or a certain budget as well. So I'm sure with Mourinho comes a lot of press and hopefully good things with players. But uh, obviously tactically, like I said, that's where he's been lacking and struggling. I think the Serie A is very different from the Premier League. I think Mourinho has always done a great job in Europe. He won the Europa League of United. So I think uh, in a Serie A... I don't think it'll recreate of Inter because Inter's team was just unbelievable. But uh, he won a Porto, and Porto is not the strongest of teams. So we'll see what he does. Um, I'm just excited. I think all Roma fans, we've been in a tough period. I don't think we won a game in the last six matches. We, our last one was April 11th against Bologna. So it's been a while since we tasted some victory or any positivity. But uh, Mourinho coming is a big plus. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I want to hear what you guys think. Uh, a comment or anything yeah. on social media. You know what? But, uh, Dan, what do you think? I feel like this is kind of like when Napoli brought in like an Anacholotti type. And we came, we even though we finished second and third like the last few years on the Saudi, Ancelotti uh, brought that winning pedigree uh, coming into Napoli. And I feel like that's what Roma need and that's what Roma brought in when uh, they were bringing in Mourinho. Just a guy who... They can take them to the promised land, who can win them a Scudetto, who can win them a Coppa Italia. And I personally believe if with the right players, I feel like Roma could be a scary team with Mourinho. Uh, even though Mourinho, the past few teams he's been at, he hasn't had much success, especially at Tottenham. Uh, he took them to uh, a cup finals, but he was sacked seven days before. So that's kind of weird. Uh, but I feel like this could be a good signing for Roma. A very good signing. He's a good in the past. He proved to be a very top class manager. He's won the biggest games. Uh, he, he's he won games when the chips were down and no one had faith in the teams. He, I remember, I think one year when it was United versus Juventus, all his criticism yeah. against him was heading into the match, and he proved a lot of people wrong. He went to Juventus, got the job done, got United the three points, and he's a he's just a good manager, and he's also a very comedic uh, manager after the game so uh, so and you're, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be very in, you're gonna really enjoy his uh i love the post games and press conferences i love them. yeah you're gonna really enjoy it and for me that he was one guy too i was kind of interested in maybe potentially bringing in if gattuso were to leave uh i always liked Mourinho as a manager i feel like he's a good manager uh and then plus too with the syria i feel like his style would suit the syria more yeah and if Gattuso did leave, or if he is going to leave, he was one guy I would I wouldn't mind bringing in at all. Uh, I feel like he's better. He's a better option than a few of the managers we are linked to uh, currently. Uh, so hopefully, I think it'll work out for Roma. 
hopefully now I'm going to Napoli's manager uh, uh, situation. Hopefully we make the right choice. We just don't bring in a, a goon uh, that's going to leave at the end <laughs> of the year. And that's why I feel like uh, I know a lot of people might not like what I'm going to say, but I feel like Spalletti, um, I'm not the biggest fan of Spalletti, but I know a few people are. They like the way he coaches. I'm just not a big fan of him. I wasn't, I've never been a big fan of him. And I feel like if he comes into the system, uh, to Napoli system, I feel like the team would be probably where they are now. I don't feel like it's an upgrade. Uh, I feel like maybe a guy like Sadi coming in could be a potential upgrade. An Allegri type uh, will be an upgrade. Galtier uh, from Lille, if he is set to leave, uh, maybe join a bigger club, I feel like that could be a potential upgrade as well. I just feel like if, or you just keep Gattuso, I feel like, again, I went on a last podcast, uh, just if you can't upgrade Gattuso, just keep him. Uh, and I feel like if you go with Spalletti, it's kind of a downgrade on Gattuso, especially because he hasn't been coaching in the last like three years or so. So we'll see what Napoli does, but Mourinho to Roma, waking, waking up and seeing that news, it was very surprising to me. And it's a very good uh, signing for Roma if, uh, for them to take the next step. Yeah, I think um, it, it, this is a strange move for me. I thought Sadi was done and dusted. Um, for me personally, I think the Sadi ball would have been very beneficial at Roma. But when you have a manager of the pedigree like Mourinho, you can't say no to that. You have to uh, go with Mourinho. And it's yeah. strange because um, my good friend Ryan from high school, he uh, he was telling me, he's like, he he always says, eh, but so he's like, eh, but uh, uh, Mourinho's going to come to Roma, watch. And I told uh, I said, Ryan, I don't think it's going to happen. His his legacy at Inter, like, I don't think he'd ruin that. Um, but now he's there, obviously, I think, uh, on Roma's behalf, it's a great move. Um, with Inter fans, I don't think they are, they will be mad at him. He didn't go to a team like Juve or anything. He went with Roma. It's a very respectable club in uh, Serie A. Um, I just think some of the players on that Roma team uh, will be a little uh, disappointed. Uh, they weren't the biggest fans of uh, Mourinho at United, but let's see if uh, they they didn't burn the bridge and they start a new chapter with Mourinho. Ho- hopefully, uh, their relationship could uh, reconcile and they could do uh, good things at Roma. But I think overall, it's a great, great pickup for Roma. I think next season will be very interesting. The podcast over the summer is going to be very interesting with Roma's transfers, and uh, we'll see what... Uh, what's going to happen in the near future. But Enz, congrats. You got a great manager. And uh, it's fantastic for Serie I was telling Enzo earlier, this is like the Ronaldo um, deal on a smaller spectrum because you don't even have the uh, Serie accounts t- talking about this. You have the English media, the French media, the Spanish media. It's really like Ronaldo at, as the manager. So it's, it's great for Serie that we have the best, yeah. the, the most talked about player and the most talked about manager in the same league. It really helps with the uh, marketing and branding of the league. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Mourinho comes with a lot of things. And uh, one thing I want to mention is that, uh, I don't know how to say this, I think, okay, in my opinion, I know it's going to be uh, debatable here, but in my opinion, Roma is the hardest job to take as a manager in all of Europe because, number one, Rome is the capital of Italy. It's a world-famous city. A lot of players want to come, a lot of coaches want to come. Capital of the world. Capital of the world, yeah. Capital of Italy, but yeah, it's capital of the world. And um, people want to play for us. They want to join our club. But the thing is that when you come to Rome, it's very toxic. You know, uh, for a club that has not won much, our fans, our journalists are very, very, very critical. And yep. if there's one person, because if you guys look, please look at a picture of Fonseca at Shakhtar and look at him now. 
This guy looks like he aged 85 years. I'm, any manager, look at before and after pictures. It's actually insane. Like, Dave Francesco looked like a model when he came in. His skin was glowing. It was all nice and clear. He had his little <laughs> circular glasses on. It's like a famous guy. At the end, the glasses were off. He had bags under his eyes. He was all wrinkly. He looked like he <laughs> went through a finger. It's true. So, uh, Roma will do that to you. It's a very stressful club to manage. And uh, if there's one manager, and I actually mean this, out of any manager in all of Europe, there's one manager I think can handle that environment. It's Mourinho. So I think the journalists will respect him much more because of what he's accomplished. I think the players will respect him. He just demands a lot of respect. And I think, um, to be honest, our biggest issue is our mentality. It's not even the way we play. Just we are a very mentally weak team, very mentally weak. When we can see two, three goals, we get killed. Napoli game will happen. Start off bad, we got destroyed. United, we got destroyed. Uh, Di Francesco against Pinotina, we got destroyed. And Bayern destroyed. It happened so often. I can go on forever. I can name 20 games we got killed. So that's our problem. We never lose 4 nothing. Right? 4 nothing is not that bad for a Roma scoreline, to be honest. But 6 nothing, 6-2, 7-1, I've seen too many of these in my life. And I think Mourinho will keep the players mentally tough. I think he's proven it. He has 25 trophies as a manager, if I'm not mistaken. He's won the treble. He's won Champions League of Porto. He's done it all. Won the Premier League with Chelsea. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can bring to uh, Rome and... Uh, yeah, I think that topped up the, uh, the Mourinho uh, talk for the day. Surprising, but uh, moving on now, Inter. They won the Scudetto, Pritchett's over. I don't want to hear you say uh, it's not over yet. It's done. It's official. Mathematically, like you were saying, it's over. It is Inter, over. I won the 2020-2021 title. I thought you were going to say, eh, bye, it's not over until it's over. Uh, no, no, like no. It, mathematically, off, you know, it, it's over, Inter. Congratulations on the Scudetto. We'll be back stronger than ever next next season. Enjoy enjoy it while you have it. Um, you got a lot of results that you know you guys wouldn't have won in the past, but you saw that uh, Conte and with the players you had, you guys really wanted the Scudetto. You were mentally tough, and uh, you got a lot of ugly wins that were much needed in the season. And you 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 showed resilience and hunger to win the Scudetto, and you got it. So congratulations. Uh, like I said, next season we'll be back for it. But you know, keep keep the Scudetto clean. Keep it polished for us, and uh, we'll, we'll come play, claim it next year. Yeah, uh, definitely. It was uh, it's a big moment for Inter East around the world. Yeah. Obviously, Milano was flooded in black and blue. Yeah. And. Uh, oh yeah, that was crazy. It's insane. Both Inter and Milan around the same time dropped off. They had these incredible teams, and then they went on a decade run almost. Yeah, it was a decade actually. It's been a decade where they've been mediocre. They've had horrendous seasons, like finishing seventh, and they've had terrible seasons. But now, since Conte's come, obviously, like I said, Mourinho, well, Pep Guardiola, these managers with the high stature, when they come to a club, they're going to bring good players with them. And that's what Conte does everywhere he goes. And um, to be honest, I think it was written like, in, in the stars of the season, like with COVID. I don't think Inter was affected that badly by COVID compared to other teams. I'm not making an excuse though. They, they didn't. Well, well and to, to to be fair, when they were, they, their games got postponed. For want to be yeah. realistic. That's true. They, they did get some. I don't want to say help, but they had some advantages over other teams. They had more leeway to play around. Yeah, but I don't want to uh, leave an asterisk on this win for them. It's a huge win, huge win for uh, the people of Milano who support Inter and uh, Conte. I'm pretty sure he's been involved in seven league. Uh, like league seasons and has won five league titles, which is incredible. Yeah. Obviously, 
with Juve, Chelsea, uh, and now Inter. He's an incredible manager. And I just find it very strange because if you watch Conte and if you ask me to say, oh, what's Conte's play style? I wouldn't be able to tell you. I actually have no idea. Like, yeah. But they, he just brings in these good players. He's just good at making the group feel together. Every team Conte has coached, you can say whatever you want about him, but they always look united. They always look yeah. together. They're on the same page. And uh, he does a very good job motivating them. And he's kind of like, you know, when like, you're like one of the boys, kind of feels like, you know what I mean? Like the coach is like jumping on you after you score in the locker room. Uh, he's hugging yeah. all the players. Yeah, he's he, like he, one of the guys. That's what I like too. That's like what one thing too. I like you see all these top managers when like say their teams get a goal, um, get a huge win. They're not just they're like walking in, like high, like just like shaking the hand and then going back to the locker room. They're getting into, they're getting in uh, with the team. They're like getting into it with the team. Say uh, they're celebrating when the goals happen. Their players are coming up to them, hugging them. Uh, they're they keep motivating the players even if they're up. For nothing, you see guys like, say, for example, like Gattuso, Conte, Pep, Klopp. Uh, Liverpool could be up for nothing, but they'll still be yelling at the team just to keep their focus. Those are the top managers in the world. Uh, and those are the teams that always win something at the end of the year. And Conte, he's he's probably one of the most passionate. Him and Simeone, I can probably debate between those two, probably the most passionate uh, coaches in the world. And I really like seeing that. And those are the teams that... Uh, will always be good, they'll always be contenders. Uh, and I feel like Inter, if as long as Conte is there, as long as the team's gelling together, uh, I feel like those they can be uh, contenders for uh, years to come. Yeah, I agree. I think the main difference I see with Conte is um, no matter who you give him, Conte gets results. You could give him Lukaku, you could give him Ronaldo, you could give him Graziano Pelé. The, the, they would play... The exact same under Conte. They they love Conte. They would score. They would play their absolute best for Conte. And I think that's really important uh, for a manager and his his style because he could get Graziano Pelle to play like Cristiano Ronaldo in his prime. It's it, it's what he does best. So when you give Conte actual good players, not Pelle, he you see what he does with those players. And you know all, all credit to Conte and uh, Juve should have took it back when we had the chance, but uh, he proved us wrong, and he he started the reign at Juventus, and now he ended it. So it's a it's a it's a bittersweet yeah. moment. Yeah, and uh, I do want to go more into Inter, but in the future pod, obviously after the Inter trophy and all the celebrations are concluded, and we'll get an Inter fan on here, uh, one of our friends to speak about uh, his thoughts on it, the journey up to this point, and all that. So we don't want to go too much into detail of Inter, but one last thing before we move on here. Um, I just want to bring up the, the coach celebrating the team again. Every good manager in Europe you look at, yeah. they all celebrate the team. Klopp does. Guardiola yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, Nagelsmann from uh, Leipzig was going to Bayern. He does it too. Uh, Mourinho, one of the greatest managers of all time, he still does it at the age of 59, yep. I believe. Conte does it. Conte does Simeone it. Does it. Simeone does it. Gattuso, Simeone. All of them. Gattuso, He's doing yeah, it too. You see it. He'll get there one day. Yeah. Well, Gattuso, well, I'm not... I, as much as I love Gattuso, I'm not saying Gattuso, you can't put yeah, him on course. the list for like top nine or whatever, but I'm still saying like, he's passionate about the game. He coaches like he's still yeah. playing. Like, and you, and you see the players going up to him, like say Osimhen when he scored against, I think it was Bologna, I believe. First player. Yeah, he ran, a huge first hug. Person he ran, yeah. First person he ran up to, Gattuso. Patania scored again, uh, one of the games he scored this season, ran up to Gattuso and hugged him. That's what you love to see from the players because that means they love the coach. And yeah, see, he scored the penalty against Juventus. Ran up to Gattuso and hugged him after the match as well. 
And that's what you love to see. You love to see a good connection between a coach and the team because that means the team is going well. Even if the, the results, say they drop a result here and there, the next week they'll bounce back. And because of the trust and the connection between the coach and the teams. And that's why, like, a lot of these teams, say, like, City, Liverpool, Bayern, or, say, Bayern, PSG, they always have good coaches that get the players going. And plus, it helps that they have the best players, but they have a coach that loves the team and the team loves the coach, and that's how our results uh, get done. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing that happened uh, with Juve this week when we uh, crawled back and beat it with an essay. Instead of, like, after the celebrations, when the players were leaving the field, each one of them was hugging Pirlo. So it shows yeah. that they're still on, like, Pirlo's side, or maybe it was a goodbye to Pirlo. Who knows? That's, uh, well, I guess we'll find on the future, but you could see how united they are with Pirlo. Yeah. And, uh, my biggest pet peeve as a fan is watching a manager, like, come on, your team's up 3 nothing and not celebrating. Like, we know inside you're so happy. Just let it out. Let it out. The fans love it. Don't, I don't want to act like professional, but like this almost like a bravado, like, oh, uh, we didn't win anything yet, but come on, we know you're happy, so let it out. Like, eh. yeah. I don't want managers to act like they're, uh, you know, they're in court or something. Like, relax, loosen up, celebrate like your too, team. Though, one thing I like, too, like that I'm a big fan of, say a team's up for nothing, I love when the manager is still coaching. Like, keep your focus. Because one thing, especially because I'm a goalie as well, I hate, I hate with a passion. Say a team's we're up four nothing. Say Napoli's up four nothing, and then the team will score in the 90th minute. That just drives me nuts because oh, for me, for me, yeah, a clean sheet is as much as a win is very important. I like keeping clean sheets because I know that means we had a per, we had a great game. The, every aspect when we concede, it means our defense defensively. It could, and also too, the goals can come back here to bite us, and it's just a big pet peeve I have. I just hate conceding goals in the late uh, late minutes of the matches. And it happened this weekend, and you all know how pissed I was. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, we just, it's, it's always nice to see your managers be passionate. But yeah. uh, moving on now, uh, speaking about Gattuso and uh, Pirlo, and uh, maybe Pioli too we can speak about, the top four race, it's getting... Well, it's not getting, it's been interesting, and it's been uh, fun to watch this year. I think this is probably the most heated top four race we've seen in a while. Yeah, Juve, Milan, Napoli. I think Atalanta's a lock. Can we all agree on that? I think Atalanta's going to be, don't make it. Even though yeah, it's close, I think out of the teams here, I think Atalanta's probably the most consistent. Uh, I didn't expect them to drop points this past weekend, but at the same time, I kind of did, because I think it was in the air. I think everyone knew Inter was going to do it this weekend. I just had a feeling in my heart. Uh, it was unlucky, obviously, Muriel missed the penalty. Yeah, but, Corlini uh, got red card. Yeah, he got a red card, so it would be difficult for them, but it's the way they play, and I'm going to check their strength of schedule right now and who they have left, but uh, Pat and Atalanta have... I think they have actually. a tough game. They have a tough game. They have Parma, Benevento, which two relegated sides. Yeah, the, the and play them And then Genoa yeah. as well. That Milan game is going to be interesting, that Milan-Atalanta yeah. game. So they potentially have a chance to already uh, be in top four by the last game. They just get rid of Padma, Benevento, Genoa, and other teams drop points. But um, if not, it'll be a very nerve-wracking game for them. Milan and Atalanta, they could potentially fight off for a final spot. Who knows where it'll be. But uh, Juve, I don't think anyone expected them to be uh, fighting for top four. We thought it would be almost a guarantee by now that they'd be in it. 
Uh, it's very interesting, you know, Napoli, obviously, unfortunately, with not this, that was, must have been heartbreaking for Napoli fans, Dan, you sure. can probably speak on that. But, uh, yeah, we'll start off with you, Dan, and Pacheco, and jump in as well. Uh, top four, what are your expectations? Do you think you can do it? Obviously, um, Koulibaly went out. Yeah, now it's, I feel like our top four uh, races just got even harder, even though we have favorable matchups coming up. Uh, it's going to be tough, regardless. Uh, Fiorentino's always a tough side to Besides a uh, six nothing uh, performance, it's they're always a tough side. They they play hard, especially the way Vlaovic has been playing. Uh, I feel like he he might score against us too, if depending if Kulibaly's back. But now uh, with all uh, Maximovic and Kulibaly, our role just got even harder. Uh, Ma- Malas and Romani, they're they're good defenders, but I just don't feel like they're the, together. They haven't played a lot together, so it's going to be interesting to see and. Uh, that Cavalry match, uh, just it, it, I hope it's not going to be a deflating uh, result, but it was a result that Napoli need. We should have gotten the three points. Uh, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Gattuso didn't get the men ready." Uh, uh, you can't really blame Gattuso for this match. I feel like Napoli played a very strong match. They played pretty good until the 93rd minute, where uh, Nandez scored their goal uh, because of a defensive lapse. Uh, Hughes, I had. Instead of holding the line, he he was a little late to react. Uh, Nandez was open in the back post, and he put it home and to tie the match. But Napoli also, uh, we have a lot of chances that we should have took. Uh, we should have scored maybe three or four. We did have a goal. Uh, I, I'm not the one to blame officiating at all uh, when it comes to losing, but we were really robbed of a goal. Uh, Osiman was trying to run it in behind, and Godin just missed the ball and fell. No contact at all. If there was minimal contact, but not enough for Godin to fall over like the way he did. Uh, so right there, that was kind of the changing point as well. And a few uh, changing points in the match as well is when Osimhen came off uh, from the head injury he had with, I think it was Cipatelli. Him and uh, Cipatelli collided heads and uh, Osimhen uh, had to leave the match, but I think he should be okay for Spezia. And when Koulibaly went down with cramps, uh, we thought it was cramps, but it turns out it was probably it was a muscle injury, I believe. And he's gonna be out a few weeks. Uh, they said two weeks. So against Spezia, and I can't remember the other match we have coming up after Spezia. I want to say it's probably like a Bologna, or um, I think it's Bologna. But regardless, Napoli need these results. They need to. Uh, Get back, they need to pick up the wins, get back in the win column, and finish the season off top four. It's Udinese, Dan. Udinese, yes, that's it. So it's going to be another tough match. Uh, oh, Udinese. my God. That's you. Uh, I just had a heart attack. Oh. Oh. Uh, my heart just dropped. Uh, we're, we're paying Mourinho $7.5 million a year. Oh, Holy God. Holy Where's shit. his money coming from? We're just giving Jekyll's salary. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm gonna faint. Yeah. Like, keep going. Actually, I need to lay yeah, down. No, don't, don't worry. That, that's huge. That's more news too. Holy cow! But like I was saying, Udinese uh, is gonna be a tough match because they got some good players. Even though this week they collapsed big time against uh, Juventus, so stupidity by DePaul on free kick, uh, and just a mental uh, lapse in defense again, and Ronaldo scored the second goal. But it's going to be a tough race, especially with Koulibaly, who's been very, very solid for us this season. Uh, 
I can argue this any day of the week. He's easily a top three, top five defender in the world. Uh, I'm leaning more at the top three. Uh, just when he plays Napoli defensively, such a different side. He's such, he does so much for us, winning the ball back, very strong on the play, very strong with the ball. And he's just a leader in the back. So I'm so grateful for having him. Uh, he's going to be missed these couple of weeks, but hopefully Manolas and uh, Romani can uh, step up and uh, fill the shoes, uh, the big shoes of Koulibaly. And just we just got to get back in the win columns because these matches are not uh, matches that Napoli can win. And I feel like they could win and they could win out. But it all comes down to uh, what the other teams ahead of us uh, do. And if they could draw points, we need to uh, capitalize on that. Yeah, I agree with you, Dan. I think um, top four race is going to be tricky. Uh, with Koulibaly's injuries and Maximovic's injuries, I think it kind of puts Napoli out into the Europa League. I just don't, I just think as of right now with the games in hand, Napoli definitely have the most favorable, um, draws for top 14, uh, for the race. But at the same time, they're, when they miss Koulibaly, they, they tend to dip in form and they kind of, uh, concede stupid goals and the mentality is just a little shot, especially after that Cagliari game when that was even chance wasn't counted. I think the whole mentality shifted with Napoli and, uh, they, they let their guards down at the last minute and let, uh, Cagliari score, uh, right at the death to kind of drop two, two points that should have been Napoli's. So I think, um, Milan's for the top four rights. I definitely think Milan's going to qualify for, uh, Champions League, um, uh, it could, Napoli could be a, a surprise draw, but I just think as of right now, Milan are on better form than Napoli with, um, mentality wise, because Pioli knows his jobs, uh, he's gonna get sacked if he doesn't get top four, so he's, they're definitely gonna be playing for Pioli. In terms of Juventus, quickly recapping Juve Udinese, um, even though Ronaldo got the two goals and kind of, not carried us, but kind of inspired us to get the win with the penalty in that header, um, I think it needs to be said. I don't care who you are. When you lose a ball, the last thing I want to see you do is put your head down, shrug your shoulders, and throw a temper tantrum in the middle of the field when the player literally runs right beside you. If you all you had to do was stick your foot out, if Ronaldo stuck his foot out, he literally would have got the ball back. But instead, he was too busy throwing a temper tantrum. I think that's unacceptable, and he needs to kind of tone that down. But I'm glad he scored because when Ronaldo doesn't score, he, 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 he plays like shit. He doesn't... he. He tries to hog the ball more. He tries to get more greedy. He um he just plays worse because he wants that. He has a, such a desire to score. When he doesn't score, he feels like he has a need to score. He doesn't change his... He's like, oh, I can't score against this team. Okay, I'm going to just play more defensively and make sure uh, Morata's going to get a goal because Morata's been on fire lately. Instead, he's like, no, I got to score. I got to score. And it, uh, now that he has his goals, maybe his confidence is a little higher. Maybe uh, he starts being uh, more selfless, hopefully. Uh, cause we're gonna need that. I think out of the top four, uh, teams, Juventus have definitely the hardest schedule. We have Milan, then Sassuolo, Inter, and Bologna. And, uh, three days after Inter, we have that, a lot the, uh, Coppa Italia final. So we have a lot of big games coming up in this month. We really gotta have our heads screwed on right and, uh, secure top four before that Inter game because I really want to play our bench against Inter so we could really focus on that Copa Italia final. I think that's the most important game of the season right now. If we could get a huge win against Milan and Sassuolo, that'll solidify our top four needs. And at this point, hopefully we just get second place and uh, Copa Italia for Pirlo. And um, that's that's all I could ask for at Juventus right now is to 
we choked the Scudetto. There's no excuses, and uh, we gotta come back stronger than ever next season. And it starts with a Supercoppa win against uh, Inter next at the start of next season. So in order to do that, we gotta beat Atalanta in the Coppa Italia. But in order to to be fully prepared for that game, we gotta make sure we get this huge win against AC Milan and uh, to swallow in the next two weeks. Yeah, uh, well said. I think we all set our piece here on top four. Uh, obviously, a little shorter podcast because I'm trying to get some Mourinho news out quick and uh, our thoughts on it because uh, this news just blew up Twitter and the whole league. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, I'm excited to see what everyone says about this podcast and what you guys think about Mourinho. Obviously, a lot of mixed opinions on him. But that's uh, so he is. He's a polarizing character. So uh, a lot of people have their own opinions on who he is as a person and manager. But... Looking forward to uh see what he does with Roma. Obviously, top four race. Uh, we'll be uh, following it this entire season until that very end. We're looking forward to see who finishes in the top four. Uh, there's Roma United on Thursday, which uh, if you uh, guys uh, have anything better to do, go ahead and do it because uh, <laughs> I don't see any. Uh, obviously, I'll be watching. But it never no ends. The Roma Tanda for nothing. Yeah, uh, you guys yeah. done it against uh, stronger teams before Barcelona. Almost yeah, against I, Liverpool. Yeah, I think Fonseca will probably play a uh, youth team for a slap in the face because he doesn't care anymore. Uh, we're rocking with another game this year. I'll be surprised if we do. But, uh, yeah, all we got to look forward to now is uh, Mourinho next year and uh, Zaniolo come back on May 16 against Lazio. So looking forward to that one as well. Hmm. It would be a big day. And uh, this thread I have on Twitter can finally end because uh, I'm kind of sick of uh, tweeting every day here for almost 500 days. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll be back well, next week. Not again. And, and before we, no, and this isn't good. Like you're gonna thank me for saying this. Oh, no, yeah. before we go, just say, uh, yeah. yeah, just pay our respects for the 70, 72 year anniversary of the Torino squad, the, that wonderful team that uh, unfortunately lost their lives. Today's the seventy two year anniversary, so our our praise and thoughts are uh, are with Torino today. Yeah, definitely. And also, uh, Empoli got promoted. Yeah. To Serie A. Empoli back to Serie A. Maybe Sadi back to Serie A with Hurugani. You never know. No. I, yeah. They're claiming their coach to be the next Saturday, so we'll see. Yeah, you never know. We'll see what happens. The Saturday uh, Lugani reunion at Empoli. Yeah, Lugani, I'm sure that I see the E club that might be looking for center backs. Maybe Lugani can go play there. The the bar owners have played there part time. So, Uh, yeah, but like I was saying, thank you for listening. Our our social media is at Tixat College Show everywhere. We'll be back next week. Ciao. Ciao, guys. Ciao.